welcome to my podcast. This is your host, Ray Lloyd, and this is All The Things. So I am sending my kids back to school next week. And if you follow me on social media, you know exactly how I feel about the school system. And this is actually not going to be an in-depth about the school system. I actually have plans to do one about that. And it's going to be a little a little tinfoil hattie if you catch my vibe. So I'm definitely going to keep these two separate. But just to summarize, I'm not a huge fan. I do it because I have to. I have offered my children the option to homeschool, although I don't think I'd be very good at it, but I would have to figure it out. I, would ha- I have the desire to figure it out. But as of right now, the allure of having a social life is greater than the parts that they don't enjoy. But they know. You just let me know. I will make the call. You will be home. They know. But as of now, it's not. it hasn't happened that I have... I don't want to call it anxiety because I feel okay in my nervous system, but it's a lot of trepidation as I imagine what it's going to be like and just the change and the rules and the sit here, don't say this, don't look at that, you know, not act like a normal human that, you know, sitting for so many hours a day, I'm not cool with it. Having to cram this much information into your head, not my thing trying to be the best at everything, just so not my vibe. And I decided to not take any notes to prepare for this episode. I'm just simply going to record it and see what happens. So my oldest is very excited because she's going into high school. So it's a new experience and it's hopefully going to be amazing. I, I I don't want to go in thinking it's not going to be, especially for the amount of money that we're paying for it because my kids go to private school. They should be really getting the red carpet rolled out for the amount of money that I'm paying for this school. <laughs> they should be getting picked up in limousines. They should be having filet mignon for lunch every day. Um, yeah, it's that expensive. But the point is, is that we're starting with some fresh kids and no more uniform, which she's very happy about, and just a new experience in a new environment, and she's very excited, and I don't want to, I don't want her to not be excited, who knows, like I said, it might be absolutely incredible, and I'm very happy because we got away from her bully, which we will talk about. I have mentioned on a previous episode, I think I even almost cried, (laughs) so that was a moment, but um, we're away from that girl who's just toxic and I have nothing good to say or wish for her. And it's yes, that's that's how I feel. And it's just, I really hope it's going to be great. And then my little one's going into sixth grade. So I just, I get nervous. You know, I, I it's an interesting time. It's an interesting age for them. Um, there are certain people I don't want her to be around. There are certain teachers I'm hoping won't be teaching her this year. So... And it's also interesting to watch her go in her sister's footsteps because they are such wildly different personalities and such different kids that I wonder if the teachers, you know, already like make up, you know, like, oh, it's that so-and-so sister, you know, and expect her to be a certain way, which totally not. And then you have my youngest who thrives in the summer. She thrives and she's gorgeous and tan and happy and boisterous and, and just 
all the things you would want for your kid. And then every year she goes to school. Well, she's only been, you know, she's been in school, but like she's only going into second grade. So we're talking like, you know, last year was her first real experience with like a uniform and sitting in a desk. But she's had two years prior to that where school literally sucks the happiness out of her. And it makes me so angry to watch. And she's the one the most, like I literally sat her down today and I'm like, listen, you say the word and I will take you out. I will homeschool you. I will find a homeschool pod. We will make friends. Like you will have a social life. I promise you it's just going to be different. And she just, listen, I'm not saying my kids make the decisions in the house. Like if I decided that it was time to homeschool, they could, you know, be really mad about it. And if I felt really, really strong about it, I would have a discussion with them and we would do it. So I'm not sitting here saying like, she said no. So I'm just sending her to school, although I really don't want to. That's not how this works at all. (laughs) So I don't want to give off the impression that my children are the ones making very important decisions, but we discuss things. And I don't feel strongly enough about it yet. I feel very strongly about it. Don't hear me incorrectly. But I don't feel strongly enough about it yet to make an executive decision that she, you know, isn't happy with. I even said, well, what if I send you to a different school? Maybe a different school would be better. And she got really not happy about that. And she just wants to stay with her friends. So the social part of it is very important to them and to me. But I give them speeches before they go to school and I talk to them every morning about it if I if I can you know if there was not just in a rush or anything like that and I set it up to be as you know little stress as possible so let me give you some examples so one of the things that I make sure my children know is you are not valued based on what a archaic school system has decided is smart. You are amazing at the things that you are amazing at and you try at the things that come a little bit harder to you. No one cares what number or grade you got on a test or a project. If you know you put in your full effort, if you know you can literally look yourself in the mirror and say, I tried as best as I could here. I am proud of the effort I put in. I don't care what they decide. You know, you can go to sleep at night knowing that you did your best and your best is what matters. And some random person doesn't get to decide what your best is. I went to PTA once, the last PTA I've ever attended. I, I no longer go. I don't, I don't care to hear. I, I'm sorry for all the teachers listening to this. Every time I post about this or talk about it, people get mad at me, but I'm so used to that that it's, it's okay. Um, I don't say this to be disrespectful to your job or your career. I think your hands are tied behind your back. I think you're in a system that's broken and I don't think it's your fault. Now, are there teachers that I can blame for things? Yes, there are toxic people everywhere in every job and every, you know, every environment. So I'm not sitting here and blaming you. I just think that the system you're in is broken. I think that the system you're in is not allowing children to blossom. Now you're going to tell me, well, you're just one person and you're not even being paid that much money and you have 25 children to be, you know, watching and all that. I, oh, I get it. Hence why I say the system is broken. So this is not a you thing. 
So please try to remove your hurt feelings right now from this equation and actually listen to what I'm saying because I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming a much bigger picture that goes all the way up to when school, the school system was created by the Rothschilds. And if you know, you know, and that's all I'm going to say on that. So point is, is that this teacher had been teaching for a very long time. She has since left my children's school and she told me she you know I sit down and she proceeds to tell me that my child is not trying as hard as she can and I look her in the eye and I said um what psychology degree do you have and what mathematical equation are you using that you're able to know how hard someone is able to try like what capacity this child has I would really like I'm genuinely curious because that's so impressive that you're able to tell me that she's not trying as hard as she can that you know she has more potential how do you know that she got very flustered (laughs) And I don't think they're used to parents actually standing up for themselves and saying, like, well, actually, no. Usually, I remember when I was growing up, my parents would fall over backwards. Like, oh, okay, sure. Well, what do we need to do? Oh, we need to hire tutors. Oh, okay. Like, I just was not good at math. I just never thrived in math. I just didn't care about math. And mind you, I run three very successful businesses. Well, two very successful and one becoming very successful. Um... I don't think it's holding me back. I use a calculator. I use formulas in Excel. I am definitely not, I'm no dummy. And I read. I love to read. I am, oh, I like, I would like to think I'm well-spoken. I would like to think I'm creative. I have lots of things that are great about me. I never thrived at math. That should be okay. Children should be able to know that you can't be great at everything. You can try at everything. You can be great at some things, but when you try to force people to be great at everything, they end up not being good at almost everything. Okay, that sentence didn't come out the way I wanted it to, but I think you understand what I'm saying. So she got very flustered and proceeds to tell me that she's been teaching for 20 years and my child is just not paying attention in class. And I said to her two things. One, the fact that you've been teaching for 20 years and you haven't changed any of your methods is literally the problem. And two... Is it my child or is your class boring? Yeah, she didn't like that. She basically stood up and walked away. And I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but she came at me in a very demeaning tone. She came at me telling me that she knows my child better than I do. And she knows that my child could be trying better. She knows my child could be focusing better. Well, you know what? They are sitting for hours on end, which is not normal. No one is supposed to be doing that. Being told to be quiet which is against the nature of a human being when you want to connect with other human beings. They're being told to look at something that they don't care about. And they're being told when to eat, when to use the bathroom, when to fall in line. Like I understand learning discipline, but this takes it to a whole nother level, which is absolutely ridiculous. And these teachers are not, again, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to anybody. Okay. But I would say the English teachers all have masters. My children are, they, I wouldn't say they're bilingual at all, but there is another language being taught in the school. And so they have English classes and then they have other, other language classes. And I don't think those teachers have masters. I would be absolutely shocked if they did. And so their education is limited. And that means also their exposure to, I believe, in my humble opinion, their exposure to 
how to deal with a child cognitively, being having emotional intelligence, having um, like even being trauma informed, like how to avoid giving a child trauma. How to? I had a teacher tell my child. She looked at her, looked at her, and said, "Are you stupid?" Um. The fact that I have complained about this teacher for years to the administration and they haven't fired her is absolutely beyond me because it's not just me. It's the entire class every single year. I've already told them that when my child gets to fourth grade, I will be pulling her from the school if they don't do something because my youngest, my oldest, like I didn't know yet, like this teacher was a mess and like we just made it through the year and it was terrible. The middle one, she sticks up for herself. So she's just like, that lady's crazy, you know, never turn her face. Of course, my children are very respectful, but they also know exactly how I feel about things and they know that there are things we talk about at home and they know that there are things that you don't say to your teachers but they know I will have your back no matter what I will have your back no matter what I don't care what happens you have me always and I did not know that growing up my parents again I don't want to talk negatively about them they did the best that they could with what they had but they didn't know that concept of we didn't be have that feeling of like you have my back no matter what And I know that my children know I will protect you. I will defend you. I will do anything. And, you know, like this doesn't happen with the teachers who are good. This doesn't happen with the teachers. Like My children have teachers that they love. We get along great. I am very open to their feedback. That's all wonderful. I'm talking about the toxic teachers. I'm talking about the teachers who have no right being around children who are malleable, who are still growing, who are still growing into their cognitive abilities, who are still emotionally fragile. Like there are people who should not be around these children and they don't deserve to be in a classroom. They don't deserve to be having an impact on these kids. And I understand that it's a broken system. So I'm not blaming again, but things that are broken need to be fixed (laughs) and no one calls it out how are you going to fix it so point is is that I got sidetracked on that I, I know I know that there's a thought that I didn't wrap up so I apologize for going off track but here we are so um this is what happens when I don't take notes but I wanted this to just come from the heart I know they all come from the heart but you know what I'm saying so one of the things that I do is I tell my children this, as long as you try, right? If you can be proud of your effort. So if that was an 80, awesome. If it was a 72, great. If it was a fail, well, what can we learn from this? And I never get angry. I don't look at their report cards and I don't have them look at them unless they want to. If they're going to learn from it, if they're going to feel okay about it, that's fine. But if they're just going to get, oh my God, I'm so stupid. I can't, like, if you're going to talk negatively about yourself, we're not doing this. Because the school system doesn't get to tell you how you feel about yourself. A teacher who only get, who barely gets to know you, although they're together for way too many hours in the day, and I'll get to that in a second, they still don't know them. There's not a lot of interact. There's not enough interaction on a basic level. Like, yeah, okay, they get to know their personalities. So they love to tell you, oh, she's so sweet. Oh, okay, how do you know that? Like the little bit of interaction you had when you were passing out the tests? and giving them information about topics that no one cares about anymore. And I'll get to that in a second too. (laughs) The teachers have either paused this podcast and hate me or they're listening and they're getting so mad. And I'm so sorry because, again, I don't mean to be disrespectful to what it is that you care about. I get that you care about it. I just, I want you to hear. I want you to hear where I believe that there are, there's broken pieces, you know. 
So I tell my children, you don't know, school doesn't get to tell you what you're great at. School doesn't get to tell you how you feel about yourself. My, my daughter who turned 11 has made several hundred dollars selling bracelets that she taught herself how to make and learned how to, you know, everything chose the little things that she mails them out in and all the little designs and, and creating little videos for them. Like she taught herself how to do that. And I supported her 1 million percent and bought all the supplies, but then she paid me back for them. Like she really took responsibility for that. And that's so beautiful and amazing. And I could, I care a lot more about that than I do about what she'd learned in science and what she got on a test, you know, where she, yeah, I mean, it's great to do research. I do research before I do anything. I do, you know, I love that ability, but I don't understand this whole idea of like, we're going to test how good you are at regurgitating information. It's just so stupid. Some children are good at that and some aren't, but what do you learn? Like, so you could be a good lawyer. That's awesome. But like, what about the people who aren't book savvy? What about the people who are creative? Where do they get to shine? And they're once a week art class that no one cares about, you know, not that I'm saying they, they care about it, but the school, the school's not, there's no grades on that. There's no, there's no grades on how funny you are. There's no grades on, on, you know, what makes you happy. Like there's just, there's so lit, little, if any, um, focus on this idea of each child is an individual and each child learns in a different way. Now, do I think that a classroom or a teacher can handle teaching 25 children and their different learning abilities? No, but that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's the very problem is that they can't do it, but we're still putting them there, even though we know that the outcome is going to be detrimental to some, if not many. So you got the smartest kids in the class and then you have the weakest kids in the class and they both get the most attention. But if you fall somewhere in the middle, you kind of fall through the cracks. You're not causing trouble so the teacher doesn't notice you. You're not failing so the teacher doesn't notice you, but you're not raising your hand all the time and becoming the valedictorian. So you're just somewhere in the middle. And not to say that the school doesn't try. At my daughter's eighth grade graduation in June, the principal got up and read a poem that she wrote about each kid. I thought that was great. I was really impressed by that. It was really sweet. Um, they keep the classes small enough in my daughter's class that she was able to get to know them in that way. But they also allowed a girl to bully my daughter for six years. I had meetings with them, I threatened them, I begged them, I pleaded with them, I provided them with proof. They didn't do anything. So, you know, the poem was nice. She has it on her dresser right now. But also, I have to do a lot of work now to make sure that she knows that she is loved and cherished and beautiful and amazing because this little brat in her class destroyed her self-esteem. So, you know, the trade-off doesn't feel equal. You know what I'm saying? You're exposing your children to teachers who are coming in in a really bad mood and taking it out on them. And you're exposing your kids to kids who are coming in dysregulated, uh, who knows what went on in their house the day before. And I understand that in the real world, yes, you have to learn to be around people and you have to learn how to handle yourself and you have to learn how to express your emotions and how to handle other people's emotions and all that. That's for sure. It's lovely. It's great. But there's a lot of chaos and there's a lot of stuff that really dysregulates my youngest particularly. And it's just a lot. It's a lot for me to see. It's a lot for me to go through. It's a lot for me to know that I'm putting them into this environment and it makes me sad. 
that's it. It makes me sad. Now, are there great things about it? Sure. They do some really cool projects. They have some really cool school events. They have some, they, you know, there are things. I don't want to just talk only negatively about it. Um, I'm not talking about my kid's school in particular either. It's the school system in general. I'm just using their experiences as an example because that's my these are our experiences but I'm not talking negatively about every single person in that school and the school itself you know I'm not naming it I'm not doing any of that but all I'm saying is is that these are my experiences and then in my general belief of the school system in general is that it is doing more harm than good now is it necessary perhaps but I would make a lot of changes and I don't think they're ever going to come so I have to do a lot of unschooling when they come home (laughs) sorry (laughs) I got so excited that I choked on the air that I was breathing that's really beautiful so another thing that I do is I let the teachers know that if homework basically homework is extremely optional and I really don't care if they don't like it no I don't say that I just let them know that I value their mental health And that when they come home from an extremely ridiculously long day of school, where they should be learning the things that they need to be learning in school, we're not going to continue learning it at home. And, oh, they want them to practice? That's very nice. But we're also not going to be doing that. My children need to come home and relax and spend time with us and eat their dinner and unwind before they go to bed. And they shouldn't be having to do so much homework till they fall asleep and then do it all over again the next day. So I let them know that we will do some reading. We will do a little bit of math if they want to. If not, we're not gonna. And um, that's pretty much it. Now, if there's a test, I told my older one, you know, you know, try to study. You want to do your best, right? We have to try. But what you get on that test does not define you as a human being. So we don't get to allow that to speak anything over us other than what it means, which is how many questions on a piece of paper you answered right. And that is it. That is not how you are represented in this world. That is not how you are valued. That is not how anyone gets to see you. You don't get to cut people in a grocery line because you got a 90 on your test. Like that's just not how this works. And um, it's very interesting to me that the school system is getting people to value worth and productivity and how smart you are and how good you are at things. And they program that into them from such a young age that it plays out in people's adult lives where people think like, if you have more money than someone else, you're more valued as a human being or you're allowed to have better special things. And it's just so interesting that that belief system started so young and it's, screwed up when you're a kid and it's screwed up when you're an adult and I know I'm an outlier to the regular programmed human beings walking around but I will not buy into that bs and I won't have my children buy into it like you are valued as a human being because you exist there is no ands after that there is no buts after that sentence there is no comma and then a continuation like it's just you are valued as a human being because you breathe and take up space that you deserve to take up space. And that is it. You could be homeless on the streets and you could be the queen of freaking England. You're 
equally as valued and I'm over people trying to pretend that like if you're prettier if you're thinner if you're richer if you have a nicer house a nicer car like all that stuff is so crazy I remember kids in my class sizing each other up like well my father's a doctor like that type of stuff that really goes on and where do you think that comes from you think that children being, oh, you got a better grade and so you get to be head of the line or you get to have your, you know, thing, gold stars or whatever. You think that doesn't play a part in this? You, you think that that's just happening somehow and isn't having an impact on their psyche. Like you're kidding yourself if you think that us valuing people based on how good they are at regurgitating information that they were given the day before isn't having an impact on, on how they see society. That's just crazy. And you have a problem with how Gen Z is. You have a problem with how the adults treat each other online. Well, look at how, what you're teaching your children. It's just, you tell me that they have to learn math, but two plus two for you is not equaling four. And I'm seeing it straight up as four. You're telling everyone it's nine and you love it. And it's a lie and it's messed up. And that's what the school system does to these kids. So I tell my kids, no, that is not how you are valued at all. If you want to be proud of yourself that you got a great grade because of the effort you put in, I will clap. I will hang up that test. I will be so proud of you. But you're loved no matter what. You can come home and tell me that you failed and I will never be upset. My kids know that. Like, you don't just get ice cream when you get good grades. You get ice cream whenever we decide we want it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I remember kids in my class studying till the wee hours of the morning because their parents would get mad at them if they didn't get good grades oh my god are you gonna tell me that they're happier now crazy crazy stuff I saw it I experienced it and I don't want it and I don't want it for my kids and I tell them that they are valued no matter what. And I tell them that I told their teachers that homework is optional in this house. Another thing that we do is they know that to stand up for themselves. Teachers, like we had uh, experience last year with this male teacher who made me very uncomfortable. And my daughter was in his class and he was treating her like really badly. Honestly, I really truly believe that. It was really bad, and I complained about him constantly to the school. <laughs> Until, not constantly, like multiple emails every time I documented it. Oh, here's another. Okay, let me tell you that trick. So let me just finish this first thought, and then I'll tell you the second thought, and hopefully I don't forget it. But I, um, I made it very, very clear that if he made her uncomfortable or anything like that, like she was to stand up and walk out. Not disrespectfully, but you have boundaries, and you are to be respected equally, right? You talk respectfully, but you deserve respect also. You are not just like, like the way the teachers talk to these children is demeaning and it teaches them to just fall in line. And that's literally the opposite of what we want to do. We want to empower them to speak their emotions and, and recognize their feelings. And they just squash that. Don't talk now. Don't do this. Don't like my second, my daughter's going to second grade told me, she's like, one of, I was like, what, what's one of the things you're afraid of? She's like, well, sometimes I have to use the bathroom at recess. And they told me, no, you can't go in, just hold it. Okay, so like that doesn't pass the vibe for me. So I'm not okay with that. Now, like is that a little bit of like a blip in like your schedule that like you're gonna have to tell someone to watch your kids while they're out at recess you can take another kid to use the bathroom yes but like um if you want to talk about science like we don't make kids hold their pee 
okay like that's not good for your bladder so like it's just like some of the stuff that goes on is so toxic and I know that you might be hearing that and thinking Ray why are you being such a brat about this um but I believe in raising empowered people who are respected no matter if they're eight or 18 and that's disrespectful to a human being to tell them no I'm sorry you can't use the bathroom um, that same teacher who I told you who I will not allow my daughter to be in her class when she gets to fourth grade, she told a kid in my 11-year-old daughter's class when they had her two years ago um, to pee in the garbage can if she had to go that bad. Um, why are our children hearing that? Why hasn't the school fired her? Like, it's really, it's, oh, I don't know. I hope that this sounds so crazy to you because you are like, oh my God, I've never had this experience. But I know that that's not true already because every time I post about this, I get messages from you guys telling me how toxic the kids' school is that your kids are in. And it's not the kids, the school that my kids are in. It's a totally different school. And so I've been having, I had this experience back when I was in school. And then you had this experience when you were in school. And now your kids are having this experience. So like, what's the common denominator here, right? So here's that little trick I was going to tell you. Um, Every time something ever happens with a kid, with a teacher, with the principal, with a security guard, whatever happens, document it and email and mail it, like email it over to the school. And then you could always call and have a conversation after if you wanted to have a verbal conversation, but everything must be documented if you ever needed to bring something to the court of law or get a lawyer involved or the bullying act, um, which I don't know if you have that in all states, but it does exist in New York, which they didn't, they don't follow. Like, I love how the school sent out this thing about bullying and they're like, you have to sign this. It's very serious. I was like, oh yeah, I'll believe that when you reimburse me for all the um, stuff I now got to do, have to do for my daughter because of the her bully, like you let, you let me know um, how serious you take that, but I don't believe you. So anyways, um, yeah, make sure everything is documented. And then lastly, I'll just end off on this because this is not meant to be like a bitch fest at all. I'm just telling you how I assert myself, how I empower my children, and how I set very strong boundaries because here's the thing. The school works for me. I pay them thousands of dollars. They work for me. They don't get to tell me what to do. Now, I am actually very pleasant in the, you know, with the kids and with the teachers and the ones who are pleasant back, right? Like I'm very, I don't walk in all like guns, guns blazing. Like I know it sounds like that, but it's not, it's just, I have boundaries and you don't get to tell me how to, you know, raise my child. If when she comes home, it's now on my turf and I get to decide how she spends her evening and we're not going to spend it doing math drills. It's just not going to happen. Um, so yeah, they, they work for us. I don't know when this all got backwards that like they get to tell us everything, how to do it and what to do and how to dress and how to be and how to act. And um, no, actually you're the employee. And I think they fail too. I think they fail to recognize that sometimes. But I'll end off with this. I really, really hope that your children know that you'll have their back no matter what. I really hope that your children know that their worth is not intrinsically tied to a number that they get on a test I hope that your children know that they can tell you anything I hope that they know never to be in a room alone with anyone I hope that they know that they are safe with you and that at the end of the day they're loved and that doesn't have any ands buts periods or commas after it it's they're just loved and that's it and school can be a great 
experience. I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to fully talk negatively only about it. Like it can have lots of great things and they can have fun and all that. But in another episode, I'm going to break down why I think the school system exists, why I think it's toxic, how I think it's really a detriment to society not to say that there shouldn't be some sort of system in place I, I believe that there you know it's it's an it's a necessity I don't think everyone has the abilities to homeschool and lots of people are working but we'll get into that also and I don't think I'd be very good at it and if you tell me to teach them stupid common core math like I could teach you how to read but like what else are we gonna do you know um so I do think it's a necessity but I don't think the children should be in school as long as they are I don't think that the um sitting at a desk for hours on end regurgitating information is good for anybody or teaching anyone anything and I don't think that teaching everyone to be good at every single subject and not allowing children to just shine in learning empathy in the areas that they're good at in um learning to empower themselves like almost that that Montessori type of vibe of like we are little people who deserve to be respected and take up all the space that we take up and learn to regulate and learn to have emotions and just I think if the world was more trauma informed in general people would end up having less trauma but I think that the cycles are perpetuated over and over and over and over and I think that's exactly what certain people want to happen which we'll get into in another episode but in this one we'll stay focused and I'll just say that the outcome is not as great as people think it is and I am very nervous to send mine especially my youngest I'm gonna see how she is when she comes home but um she comes home it's sad sometimes some days she's upset she's dysregulated she's just you know I want her near me and I like like people are like oh my god what are you doing with your kids in between school and camp I'm spending time with them (laughs) what a concept you know and I am lucky that I work for myself so I'm able to and And I know that I wasn't always able to, but I took my youngest to get highlights in her hair today and we went shopping and she hugged me and I love you. And it was just such a good experience. And I love doing that with them. She's laughing. We're just, I have so much joy from that. My oldest went kayaking with my father today. My middle one just hung out. She took a nap. (laughs) Um, But it's just, just a solid way to be with yourself and to regulate yourself and to have a calm nervous system and school single-handedly destroys that every single school year and I see it change every single summer they thrive and every single school year I see a little bit of that light get snuffed out and it bothers me enough to record this at the risk of everybody hating on it but when has that ever stopped me it hasn't so if you teach my child I am so sorry that you had to listen to this but Hopefully you're one of the good ones. And if not, hopefully you learned something from this. Thank you for listening. I hope that you loved today's episode. Please do the following things. Share this all over your social media. Subscribe to my podcast and leave me a five-star rating. Till next time.